Kamusta, this is your host Alicia, aka your favorite Asian. Now, as your favorite Asian, I think it is my duty to let y'all know how the term Asian American came to be. In 1968, University of California Berkeley graduate students Emma Chi and Yuji Chioka needed a name for their student organization, which was aimed at increasing the visibility of activists of Asian descent. As the Black Power Movement, the American Indian Movement, and anti-war movements expanded, Chi and Chioka saw an opportunity. They wanted to come up with a term that would bring together all the different groups of people of Asian descent under one larger umbrella. So they named their group the Asian American Political Alliance, AAPA for short, what is believed to be the first public use of the phrase Asian American. Before its rise, people of Asian descent in the U.S. would generally refer to themselves by their specific ethnic groups, such as Japanese American, Filipino American, and so on. But Asian American wasn't just a handy umbrella term. By uniting those subgroups linguistically, it also helped unite activists in their fight for greater equality. Daryl Maeda, a professor of Asian American Studies at the University of Colorado Boulder and author of the book Rethinking the Asian American Movement, said Asian American, rather than describing our personal felt identities or describing our family histories, expresses an idea. And that idea is that as Asian Americans, we have to work together to fight for social justice and equality, not only for ourselves, but for all of the people around us. This pan-Asian identity wasn't necessarily an obvious one. Before this term was used, people of Asian descent identified with their ethnic group and didn't see commonalities with each other. Nobody was referring to themselves as Asian. For instance, when the Chinese Exclusion Act was up for renewal in 1902, Maeda said Japanese immigrants didn't protest it. And when people of Japanese descent were forced into incarceration camps during World War II, Chinese and Korean Americans often wore buttons stating their ethnicity so that they wouldn't be mistaken for being Japanese. The term Asian American, however, signaled a shared and interconnected history of immigration, labor exploitation, and racism, as well as a common political agenda. It was also a pushback against the word oriental. This word holds racist and colonist connotations. Karen Yumimoto, the director of Asian American Studies Center at UCLA, said there was a recognition that the term oriental was a Eurocentric term that geographically referenced the East relative to Europe. Many of the stereotypes of orientals was part of the project of imperialist conquest of the British and then later America, which created threat and fear as evidenced in the Yellow Peril movement. The U.S. Census first used the term Asian American in 1980, but it wasn't until 2016 when the U.S. government under President Obama's administration formally banned the word Oriental in federal law, instead requiring the use of the term Asian American. There are approximately 21.4 million people of Asian descent living in the United States, according to a 2016 U.S. Census estimate. They come from more than 20 countries and are 
are now the fastest growing major racial or ethnic group in the United States. Especially now, people of Asian ancestry continue to face discrimination, harassment, and prejudice. And just as it's been over the past century and a half, we exist in a society that sees us all as one, as all looking the same and as all being the same. Maeda said, given that that's the case, it is even more incumbent upon us to come together to fight for social justice. For me personally, I have gotten the question, where are you from? Or what are you? Which is honestly very insulting because yes, technically I was not born in America, but my identity is Filipino American or Asian American due to my heritage and family history. I don't think you would go to someone that might be white and say, where are you from? What are you? You know, I just, that type of language I've had since I was very young and I never really knew how to answer it because I'm saying, what do you mean? Like I live here, I've been raised here, technically Filipino, is that what you want to hear? Like it just confused me growing up and now I realize the connotations with that. So forming a connection with other Asians in the community has been really important with the recent attacks to Asians. So I am glad there's a term to bring unity with all Asian descent. Today, we are discussing the murder of Robert, aka Bobby Adam Witt, and Myung Gua Cho. So, on September 25th, 1998, a lawn maintenance crew made a disturbing discovery near I-85 in Mabane. Under a billboard on Industrial Drive were the remains of a child. Orange County deputies responded and discovered the decomposed human remains. The skull was at the very end of the wood line. Apparently, if it had been just a few feet further back, you would have not even seen it. The sun had bleached it a little bit, so that's what caught the attention of the maintenance crew. The child's legs were still draped over some brush and was partially clothed. Detectives determined that the child died as a result of strangulation. No matches were found in national computer databases of missing children and media attention generated few leads during the next couple of decades. But early in the investigation, Dr. Douglas Ubelaker of the Smithsonian prepared a rendering of the boy. Later, forensic sculptor Frank Bender, who had been featured on the TV show America's Most Wanted, created a bust of the child. Despite the creative efforts, no one was able to identify the victim, and the child became known as the boy under the billboard. Then, the Orange County Sheriff's Office worked collaboratively with the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children and the North Carolina Medical Examiner's Office. Ancestry DNA provided information that the boy was first generation. Then came a major breakthrough. Dr. Barbara Rayventer, a genetic genealogy consultant credited with helping authorities solve the Golden State Killer case reviewed the DNA findings, leading to the identification of a probable close relative of the child. With that information, detectives contacted various members of the child's genetic family tree. At 1.44 p.m. on December 26, 2018, a member of Bobby's immediate family got in touch after investigators left a voicemail. The relative provided the sheriff's office with the child's name and important details related to the case. Natalie Mosteller was the one who was scouring the internet for a lost family member. Growing up east of Cincinnati in Sardinia, 
Gardenia, Ohio, Mosteller had been close with her cousin, Robert Bobby Adam Witt. Born in Michigan on January 7, 1988, Bobby was the son of her uncle, a Caucasian male, and his wife, a Korean woman named Myung Wa Cho, and he was raised in Ohio. So for the first time, detectives knew the boy under the billboard was Bobby Witt. Bobby was 10, and the boy and his family moved to North Carolina, but not long after that, the father told his family back in Ohio that he and his wife had split and that she had taken Bobby back to her native South Korea. That is the story they've lived with for two decades. After speaking to Bobby's family, detectives suspected that Bobby's mother had also been killed about the same time. So what happened to his mother? Well, on May 13th, 1998, four months before Bobby was discovered, an unidentified Asian woman's body had been found behind a debris pile in Spartanburg County, South Carolina. According to information released by local authorities, the woman had died due to respiratory insufficiency. The body had ligature marks from where she had been bound. And like Bobby, the woman had been discovered on a road running parallel to Interstate 85, more than 200 miles from where the boy was dumped. DNA tests confirmed the two bodies belonged to Bobby and 44-year-old Myung Wa Cho. So a little bit about Bobby and Cho. Bobby Witt was a sweet boy who loved playing video games and air hockey. He even had an air hockey table in his bedroom. Bobby was said to be a very brilliant little boy and had a real dry sense of humor, but was really funny. Cho was also funny and fun. She was said to be one of the hardest working people that they have ever known in their life. The suspect is the boy's father, John Russell Witt. According to federal court records, he pleaded guilty in 1999 to federal charges in North Carolina related to an armed robbery and is serving a prison sentence. He is not eligible for parole until 2037. Then the Spartanburg County Sheriff's Office said he confessed to the murder of both victims within several months of each other in 1998. It is believed that Witt killed Cho in Concord on May 12, 1998 and dumped her body in Spartanburg. According to Witt's indictment, it alleges that Bobby was killed on July 29, 1998 in Concord and was dumped in Mabane. John Russell Witt pled guilty on January 15, 2020 to two charges of first-degree murder and two charges of concealment of death in the case and was sentenced to 26 to 32 years for each murder to be served consecutively after he completes his sentence in federal prison for robbery in 2037. Witt has now moved to Federal Correctional Complex Bootner. Both Witt and Cho's remains were cremated and sent to living relatives in Ohio. A formal funeral was held by family for this mother and son on May 18, 2019. And with that, we honor Bobby Witt and Myung Wa Cho. So I don't know if you can hear the birds chirping in the background, but if you do, I'm real sorry about that. Uh, they just love to chirp, chirp, chirp on my balcony. So disregard that if you ever, if you heard it. If you didn't, I'm super happy for that. Follow me on Instagram at your favorite Asian podcast and hit that follow button if you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any cases that you would like me to cover, please email me at your favorite Asian podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to show kindness and advocate for equality. Pa'alam, and I'll talk 
talk to you again next Sunday. Hello.